Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of Getting Spooky with Knox. I am your host Knox and today we're back with a new true crime episode on Amanda Knox. Before we begin, I wanted to apologize for missing this past week. I fell um, ill, nothing COVID related, um, and I was not able to record the episode in time. So I do apologize for that, but let's get into the episode. I don't know how many of you have seen it, but there's a documentary of what happened on Netflix. It's simply called Amanda Knox, and it was released in 2016. I had heard of Amanda Knox before seeing the documentary, but to be honest, I never really knew what had gone on in the case. I was 10 when everything went down, and she made headlines. So I was sort of aware, but not really, and I hadn't gotten into true crime and reading about things like this yet. So when I saw the documentary, I began watching it, wondering what had really happened. So, Amanda Knox is an American woman from Seattle, Washington, and was born on July 9, 1987. When Amanda went to college, she started to study abroad in Italy, where she had a roommate known as Meredith Kircher. Meredith, at the time, was 21, while Amanda was 20. Meredith was a British native who, like Amanda, was studying linguistics. One night, the two girls attended a music concert together, and that was where Amanda met her then-boyfriend, Rafael Solicito. He was 23 at the time and studying to be a computer engineer. November 1st, this is actually my birthday, just a little fun fact for y'all, Amanda was scheduled to work at a pub known as Le Chic, but she received a text from her boss, Patrick Lumumba, that she didn't have to come in after all, so she went to Rafael's apartment. The two then claimed that they returned to Amanda's and Meredith's apartment around noon the following afternoon. When they arrived, they discovered that the front door was open, the windows were broken, and that there was also blood in the bathroom. Amanda tried to call Meredith, but she never received an answer, then tried their other roommate before calling her mother, who was back in Seattle, who informed Amanda to call the police. Amanda did, and two officers arrived. They kicked down the door to Meredith's bedroom, and inside, they discovered her body. She was lying on the floor, covered by a duvet that was also soaked with blood. Both Amanda and Raphael were then taken to the police station, and for the next five days, they were interrogated. Amanda said that there was no interpreter present at the time of her interrogation, and later she said that she was bullied and beaten while in custody. Her mother tried to get her to leave Italy, but Amanda wanted to stay to meet Meredith's family. Raphael, while being questioned, told the police that Amanda could have left his apartment sometime in the night without him knowing and gone back to her own home to kill Meredith. Amanda was presented with this and signed a confession stating that she had gone home, but that she had been in the other room while her boss stabbed Meredith to death. November 6, 2007, both Amanda and Raphael were taken into custody on the grounds that they were the ones that had killed Meredith. Lumumba, Amanda's boss, had an alibi because he had been bartending at Le Chic on the night that Meredith met her demise. DNA evidence from the crime scene, though, didn't point toward Amanda and Raphael being the ones to murder Meredith. Instead, it pointed to a man named Rudy Goudet... I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, um, who lived in the apartment below Meredith and Amanda. He had been accused of burglaries in the past, but there were no convictions. Rudy was arrested in Germany and said that he had been at the murder scene, but that he didn't kill Meredith. 
In October 2008, Rudy was convicted of the murder of Meredith and was sentenced to 30 years in jail. Amanda and Raphael were tried together. Prosecutor Giuliano Mingini tried to paint Amanda as someone who was sex-crazed, smoked weed, and dragged her boyfriend into the murder of Meredith. December 29th, 2009, Amanda was sentenced to 26 years in prison while Raphael got 25 years. Fast forward to April of 2010, both Raphael's and Amanda's lawyers filed for appeals and in December of 2010, the appeals began. In June of 2011, a witness was called that claimed that Rudy had said Raphael and Amanda had had nothing to do with Meredith's murder. October 3rd, 2011, the charges against Amanda and Raphael were overturned. Amanda then flew home to America after three years. She went back to school and this time for creative writing. But the relief was short-lived as in March of 2013, Amanda and Raphael were both ordered to stand trial for Meredith's murder once again. Amanda had this to say, quote, it was painful to receive the news that the Italian Supreme Court decided to send my case back for revision when the prosecution's theory of my involvement in Meredith's murder has been repeatedly revealed to be completely unfounded and unfair. I believe that any questions as to my innocence must be examined by an objective investigation and a capable prosecution. The prosecution responsible for the many discrepancies in their work must be made to answer for them. For Raphael's sake, my sake, and most especially for the sake of Meredith's family, our hearts go out to them. End quote. September 30th, 2013 is when the new trial began. They said that they found they had found Amanda's DNA on a knife used to kill Meredith. But the thing was, there was no DNA for Meredith on the knife. Amanda's lawyers took that to their advantage and said this, Quote, it means that Amanda took the knife exclusively for cooking matters, to keep in the kitchen and to use it. It is something very important. It is absurd to use it for a murder and put it back in the drawer. End quote. In February of 2014, both Amanda and Raphael were found guilty of killing Meredith. Raphael was sentenced to 25 years while Amanda got 28 and a half years. While Amanda heard the verdict, she said, quote, I am frightened and saddened by this unjust verdict. Having been found innocent before, I expected better from the Italian justice system. The evidence and accusatory theory do not justify a verdict of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. There has always been a marked lack of evidence. This has gotten out of hand. Most troubling is that it was entirely preventable. I beseech those with the knowledge and authority to address and remediate the problems that work to prevent the course of justice and waste the valuable resources of the system, end quote. In March of 2015, though, the convictions were once again overturned and this time for a final time, acquitting both Raphael and Amanda of the murder charges, there were many people that were displeased by this, Meredith's family being one of them because they believed that Amanda and Raphael murdered their daughter and sister. It's been over a decade since the murder of Meredith Kircher, and we still do not have answers for what happened on that day, and we might never know who really killed her, if it was Amanda and Raphael or Rudy or someone completely different. 
If you wish to see the documentary about Amanda, then it is still on Knox, the U.S. one. I don't know about other countries. And you can hear Amanda, Raphael, and several others talk about what they went through and their thoughts on the case. That's all I have for you today. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to request a true crime, paranormal event, urban legends, secret societies, or mythological monster episode, then you can message me on Twitter at SpookyNox, message me through my Facebook, Getting Spooky with Knox, message me through my email, GetSpookyWithMe at gmail.com, or message me through my website, which is linked in both my Twitter and Facebook profiles. Next week, we're back with a new paranormal episode on the Paris Catacombs, and it will also be the season two finale. It feels weird once again to be ending yet another season, but don't worry, I already have season three planned, and I can't wait to bring the new episodes to y'all. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.